Good morning, and welcome to worship at First United Methodist Church. It's a joy to see you gathered here and know that there are many of you worshiping with us online today. If you take a moment and fill out uh, your register your attendance in the pew pad at the end of your pew and place that piece of paper later in the service, we would appreciate that. Or if you are worshiping with us online, if you would leave a comment so we would know who is worshiping with us. Just a word of announcement. Be sure to pick up your weekly sheet uh, that's available in the Narthex or at the Chestnut Street entrance. It has on there all things Advent. Advent is coming up soon, and you won't want to miss all the activities here at First United Methodist Church. This includes brunch with Santa for the children on December third and also an order for poinsettias. Also this afternoon at four o'clock is the annual business meeting of the church with charge conference at Southside United Methodist. We'll have a joint charge conference meeting with our district superintendent. Let us prepare ourselves for worship with prayer. Heavenly Father, we gather as grateful people, thankful for your holy presence with us and this opportunity to worship you. We ask that you fill us with your Holy Spirit so that we might be renewed and equipped to be your witnesses in this world. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Let us remain standing as we affirm our faith together with the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. may be seated. As we move to our time of morning offering, I have a word of celebration to share with you. For our 2024 estimate of giving cards, we've exceeded the amount pledged from this previous year. Thank you, First United Methodist Church, for your faithfulness and generosity to the Lord. If you have an estimate of giving card to return, you may do so in the offering plate or to the church office. Let us prepare to receive our morning offering with prayer. Heavenly Father, all that we have is yours, and we are so blessed. And out of our abundance, we return to you, asking that you use these gifts to further your kingdom and advance the message of the good news. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
You may be seated. As we go to our time of prayer today, and I'm thankful for your presence with us today, but particularly thankful for the presence of Audie Lee Wooten, who is with us on her first Sunday of worship. Welcome to your church family. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we remember the power of your Holy Spirit in our lives. The time that we first met you and knew you loved us. We remember all those times you've walked with us in trial and difficulties. When you've been with us, when we needed healing, when we've mourned and struggled and called out to you. God, thank you that you are with us and for us and among us. And God, we are so grateful for the many blessings you've bestowed upon us and ask those blessings be upon our brothers and sisters in need today. God, be with those who are hurting and struggling as you have been with us in the past and be with our community, our nation, and our world. God, we... Thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness and your love. And we thank you for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Children, you are dismissed to Children's Church with Miss Barbara.
Amen. So Thursday is Thanksgiving. It is a day rooted in harvest festivals of old. And of course, we here in America remember the pilgrims who made a journey across the sea and celebrated after that first year of trial and tribulation and gathered with their neighbors, the Native Americans, to eat local foods and have a harvest festival of their own. Abraham Lincoln made it a national holiday during his presidency. And in 1885, Congress made Thanksgiving a federal holiday. And since that time, it's evolved to be a, a day for eating turkey, gathering with family, maybe watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade or football, and for some of you, even decorating for Christmas or preparing for Black Friday shopping. There are many traditions associated with the day, but at the core of it, it's, it's giving thanks. And it's very important for us all to pause and give thanks. In our busy and hectic lives, we fail to remember the source of all of our blessings, and we fail to remember God's graciousness in our lives. As Moses had given the people the law and was helping them look forward to the promised land, he offered them a warning a word of advice. When they were to come to this territory that was overflowing with blessings, do not forget the Lord your God. Do not forget the covenant that has been made. And remember to follow his laws and ordinances. I invite you to take your Bible and turn to the 8th chapter of Deuteronomy, verses 7 through 18. Deuteronomy 8, 7 through 18. Hear from God's word. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land flowing with streams and springs and underground waters, welling up in the valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, 
a land of olive trees and honey, a land where you may eat bread without scarcity, where you lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and from whose hills you may mine copper. You shall eat your fill and bless the Lord your God for the good land that he has given you. Take care that you do not forget the Lord your God by failing to keep his commandments, his ordinances, and his statutes, which I am commanding you today. When you have eaten your fill and built your fine houses and live in them, and when your herds and flocks have multiplied and your silver and gold is multiplied and all that you have has multiplied, then do not exalt yourself, forgetting the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness and arid wasteland with poisonous snakes and scorpions. He made water flow for you in the flint rock and fed you in the wilderness with manna that your ancestors did not know to humble you and test you and in the, to do you good. Do not say to yourself, my power and the might of my own hand has gotten me this wealth. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, so that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your ancestors as he is doing today. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. God, in this time of worship, allow us to pause and remember your mighty blessings, and to give thanks to you as the source of, your, of our many blessings. And may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing and acceptable unto you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. After Moses had given the Ten Commandments to the people and the laws to the people, he gave them a warning. You're about to go into this great land filled with abundance, filled with many great things. When you get there, don't forget God. Don't fail to remember what God has done for you and will do for you. Don't fail to remember the source of your many blessings and forget the covenant which was made. Now, if you keep reading in Deuteronomy you will soon learn how quickly they forgot. As they moved into the promised land and moved along with Moses, they were distracted and they strayed. They made idols, they coveted, they lied. They did all those things that Moses told them not to do. They forgot the covenant that they had made with God. Now, before we get a little arrogant and say those unwise Israelites, maybe we could look at ourselves in that scripture. Could you see such a warning being given to us this day? Perhaps we too have forgotten the source of our blessings. Maybe we don't stop enough and thank God. Maybe we don't live with lives of gratitude. What if I were to give you such a warning and this speech from Moses was written in a modern day context? Can you imagine such a lesson? What if these words said, take care, you do not forget the Lord your God by failing to keep his commandments. When your pantry is full and you live in a fine house and you have all that you need, 
and your bank account has multiplied and the blessings in your life have multiplied, do not exalt yourself forgetting the Lord your God who has brought you to this place, who has led you through trials and tribulations, through difficulties, through struggles to bring you here and has given to you and your ancestors and the end to do you good. Do not say to yourself, my power and my might and my own hand have gotten me this wealth. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power so that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your ancestors as he is doing today. Can you imagine such a lesson being applied to all of us? Now, we are not wilderness travelers in a foreign land, but we are richly blessed. And no, you may not have what so-and-so has. But remember, you live in the wealthiest nation in one of the wealthiest times in history. We may not have what so-and-so has, but Barna data says that within a 10 minutes drive of this church, one-third of the people live below the poverty level for the state of Alabama. We have so many things. We may not have what so-and-so has, but go to a third world country and you will quickly see that we have opportunities in medical care, in education, in services and resources. You had the privilege to worship where you wanted to this morning, in peace, unencumbered, as you wish. Many people around the world do not have such a luxury. We are blessed beyond measure. But often, in the chaos of life, in the busyness of life, in our world, we fail to remember and give thanks. We need days like Thanksgiving to help us remember, and we need reminders to give thanks to God for whom all blessings flow. Perhaps we don't remember because we're too busy. Many of you are busy caring for others or caring for yourself. You have a lot of needs in your life, and those needs in a full calendar take your attention, take your being, take your mind, and distract you from giving thanks. This Thanksgiving, as you gather, as you celebrate on your own, however you choose to do that, pause and give thanks. Set down the to-do list and give thanks to God and remember. Or maybe you fail to remember because you're distracted. This is mine. We can distract ourselves so easily. If we don't have a full calendar, we find stuff to fill our calendar. Media distracts us, events distract us, and all these things are, are good things, but sometimes they get in the way of our relationship with God. It is okay to have Sabbath, to not do, to relax and rest in God and remember his goodness, just to breathe in that goodness and give thanks. That's a gift. So maybe you do that this Thanksgiving. Sometimes we don't remember because we are busy playing the comparison game. We compare ourselves to others. We may not have what somebody else has. We may not have that perfect, 
perfect picture that they put on Facebook. But we have. And our blessings are not someone else's blessings to be compared. They are ours. So there are times when we just have to stop and look at what is on our plate and how we are blessed and not compare ourselves with others because in the comparison game, we're always going to fall short and we also do not have the full story. We are blessed. So on Thanksgiving, look to your own blessings. Or we may be so focused on the negative Sociologists tell us that God created us this way so our ancestors would survive. Back long ago, it benefited our ancestors to worry and to be prepared and to focus on the negative because they didn't want to be eaten by alligator or have their house swept away by a flood. So if they were prepared, those things were less likely to happen. So it was important to focus on the negative to avoid bad consequences or bad things happening. So that's where our mind goes. We look to the negative and we worry. But I tell you, the good is greater than the bad. And sometimes we just have to stop and focus on the good. So Thanksgiving is a wonderful time to pause and look at all the good to set aside the negative and the worry and to see the many blessings of God. Perhaps why that, that is why Paul writes that we are called to give thanks in all circumstances because that is God's will for us. Or maybe we're like the people who heard Moses' speech the first time and we too easily pat ourselves on the back. Look what I've earned. Look what I've done. Look what I've achieved. We give thanks by looking in the mirror and not up to God. This Thanksgiving, take a moment and realize that who you are, your very life, all that you are is a gift from God. And God has given you the gifts to receive the blessings in your life. So remember... What James writes that every good and perfect gift is from God coming down from the Father above and give thanks to him. You know, there are so many reasons why we don't pause and remember. Maybe we have a full calendar. Maybe we're distracted. Maybe we're focusing on the negative. Maybe we're patting ourselves on the back. So many reasons. But this Thanksgiving... Take this as a gift and pause and give thanks to God and you will find that you are richly blessed. And I believe that you will find that thanksgiving and gratitude is a spiritual discipline like many other spiritual disciplines. It's something that grows in our lives as we practice it. As we practice the discipline of gratitude, just like a muscle, as we work out our muscles, as we practice gratitude, we grow as grateful people. And that grows, spiritual, the spiritual discipline of gratitude grows as we practice other spiritual disciplines. As we pray, we can pause and give thanks to God. We can journal our thanksgivings or get a prayer calendar and write why we are thankful. 
I found it very helpful in days when we're down and struggling to pull it out and read all those reasons we have to give thanks. Or when we worship, it is thanksgiving to sing these hymns, to listen to the organ, to listen to the choir, to gather with our brothers and sisters in Christ. When I celebrate Holy Communion, those words that I pray, they are called the great thanksgiving. When we give back to God, it is an act of thanksgiving, remembering that all we have is from the Lord. And when we give back to him what is his, it is an act of thanksgiving and trust. And when we serve, that's an act of thanksgiving. I know many of you will be serving this Thursday at the venue uh, for the community thanksgiving service. Now, some of you will serve this week because you want to help those around you in need. You're thankful for what you have, so you want to help others. Some of you are thankful for this community, and you want to give back to Gadsden. Or some of you are just thankful for the people that you have in your lives, and you want to be in community with other folks that day, and you want to be with people in Gadsden to eat and to fellowship together. And by the way, just a plug for the community Thanksgiving service, if you would like to volunteer or go and eat, um, or you have someone who you would like meals delivered to, see Dolores after worship. Raise your hand in the very back, Dolores. She would love to connect you in that. And when we testify to what God has done, is that not an act of thanksgiving? When we tell others about God's goodness, we are praising God with our words and our witness. And the flip side of that also is that from a life of gratitude, our spiritual disciplines grow. We grow in faith as, as we practice gratitude. Did you hear what Moses said in the scripture reading for today? Take care that you do not forget the Lord your God by failing to keep his commandments, his ordinances, and his statutes. We give thanks with a life of faithfulness. I'm reminded of the story of the woman with the alabaster jar in the Gospels. Jesus had gone to a Pharisee's house, and he was there eating. And a woman came in, and she began to weep. And her tears were on his feet, and she began to dry her tears with her hair. And then she began to anoint him from her alabaster jar. Of course, this outraged the religious leaders because she had a bad reputation. And they said, Jesus, if you're a prophet, you would have known who, who she was, and you would have not had anything to do with her. This is a woman and it is scandalous, and she is a scandalous woman with a poor reputation. And Jesus rebuked them, and he said that she anointed him and wept out of gratitude. Her discipleship was an expression of gratitude. Because she was forgiven much, she offered much in discipleship to Jesus. Her relationship with Jesus, her discipleship, sprang from a life of gratefulness. Thanksgiving is Thursday. 
It is likely that you have heard nothing new in this sermon and you will hear many other Thanksgiving messages. But I hope that this has at least spurred you to remember, to recall, to give thanks to God. That you use this season in your life as an opportunity to recall. To remember God's mighty acts in your life and give thanks. To look to the one who is the source from whom all blessings flow. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give thanks to you. You are good and your steadfast love endures forever. And we just ask in this season that you help us to remember to pause in our lives and bask in you and your blessings and give thanks to you so that we might be more faithful followers. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. If you have a prayer need in your life or would like to unite with First United Methodist Church, I'll be available after the service to pray with you and talk with you. And now receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to, uh, shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Go in peace. Amen. <laughs>